Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there. Welcome. This is Propaganda, the show where we find out what's being said in the football world about Leeds United games about other games if something funny happens uh, the show is brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors moving house anytime soon I'm not but if I was it's the new year isn't it new year new you new house should I do it anyway I just, just so I can give them some business yes not that they're struggling because they're doing really well because they're a fine fine company um, they will do you 10% off yeah they're 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball or just holler, mention us when you uh, when you get in touch with them. They don't just do conveyancing. Nope. At least two other services that I'm aware of that they do. Yeah, they do wills and probate, which are both sort of linked. Mm-hmm. But um, other ones too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the best you can do now. Yeah, you tell us about those ones. What, the dispute Moscow. resolution? The uh, Moscow's a commercial property. Hi. He, yeah. he uses legal services all the time. Yeah. What's your favourite? Um, that was a lie, Michael, wasn't it? So th- I don't think we should be premising our sponsorship messages as lengthy as they are mm. on lies. Okay, fair enough. What's the truth then? Um, he never uses any, li- he's, he's off the, he lives off grid um, in his car. <laughs> just stay out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it's not trouble moving house, it is trouble moving house, but you're not like, not in the sort of... Not if you use Levi's solicitors, it's an absolute dream. Yeah, pain-free experience. It's 10% cheaper if you go to the levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Let's stop now, let's do some clips, shall we? And find out what has been said in the in the football world this week. We beat Peterborough in the FA Cup, that's fun, isn't it? Um, we can react to the draw now because the draw wasn't made in, obviously with the match ball and the show with Phil. We've got a home tie against Plymouth mm. which we, I think we predicted on the match ball didn't we but we did say it would be away. Rob did call Plymouth away. I think it's because it was the prospect. Why are, you giving, why are you giving Rob individual credit when we said we? Because it was Rob who said it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's because we were fancying two trips to Plymouth in the space of what would have been two weeks or something and how shit that would have been. But a home game take that. I mean it's dead boring. Yeah. Really, really shit, boring tie. But, you know. But it's a chance to go through, which is not something I feel like we've had very much mm. in recent years. Yeah, and I didn't want many of the games, actually. When he was watching it being drawn, I was going, mm, no, no. In, t- in, in terms of favourable ties to try and get through to the fifth round, that's probably mm. one you'd pick, I suppose. Mm. It is shaping up a little bit like last year, I suppose. We needed the replay for Cardiff last year, but then got through against Accrington, so we did get through to the fifth round, but then just Fulham 2-0 was as drab as it could get, wasn't it? So not yet feeling the cup excitement, apart from when, obviously, Patrick Van Basten is volleying them in from all angles. Um, so maybe if he can do that again against Plymouth, it'll be worth it for the 15,000 people who turn out to our long-awaited home tie. <laughs> it'll sell out. Of course it'll sell out, yeah. There'll be there'll be tickets for kids. People can be complaining about how it was full of knobheads around them because it was all these 
Johnny come lately who've turned up for the cup game and all this sort of stuff. But, yes. But you know, I think it's nice that people have an opportunity to go to games. It's been, yeah, and the, the home draw is significant. So got to take full advantage of it because we don't know when it'll happen again. If you want to see cup football at Elland Road, there's only been the Cardiff replay. So fill um, your eyes. Right. Um, let's get on to the clips then of said Peterborough game and said Patrick Bamford goal. And should we uh, go to the Peterborough fan channels first? What have you found then, Michael Normanson? With Cape United and Borough on my mind. Now, it seems to be the same people on both of these channels, which is a bit confusing. I think it's just, you know, people within the group that both decided to do their own thing. I think join them up rather than have the same people on different channels. One of the people in the group is called Tobber. The, pa- think, the people, the, pa- the people, yeah, in the group <laughs> is called Tobber because yeah. they're referring to this as the... he, is he the Pope specifically? <laughs> the is he Tobber. the most papal? He did have the hat on actually. Now think about it. Yeah, it does make sense. Does he have yeah. his own uh, mobile <laughs> driving to the game in a, gra- a glass box? A grass box. <laughs> Nobody can really get the words out today. It's very difficult speaking <laughs> and that. So anyway, he's there. <laughs> um, he's not the one filming though, but uh, he seems to be a Peterborough fan as well. I don't know if it's just because he's from there. I couldn't quite grasp it. I wasn't willing to go and listen to backstory because... Lazy? Yeah, it's a Peterborough fan channel. Right. I, don't wanna, I don't feel it's worth my investment. It's not what I'm going to go into time and time again for stuff because yeah. with a bit of luck, we won't play him ever again. Do they have any episodes on their channel about welcoming a new manager? Like, <laughs> who is this mysterious... Da- da- Darren Fur. Ferguson so what do we know about him what might he bring is there anything like that there probably is but yeah just what, reused, what, what, reused what? over and over what have you brought to the table so this is them talking about Leeds fans because I guess League One you tend to get not great attendances so if you've not seen a big away following before something to be impressed by I don't think I've ever heard noise like it Nice assessment. Some of the reports online said it was a shit away day. But if you read Wacko, terrible, full of old men not singing, useless, horrible. I could hear him then. Leeds fan away support, terrible, typically terrible. He was impressed anyway. Can we have Bamford's goal then, their take on that? We can. How's he done that? It's Patrick Bamford with a screamer of the goal. Where did that come from? The half just started. And it looks like that's game over. I think so, don't you? I think you could hear applause around him, yeah, couldn't you? It's a smattering of clapping, people going, oh, actually, wow, that is no fair. I think I saw that happen at Ellen Road once. I'm sure Matt Letitia once scored a really good goal and there was a Did tiny he know? Is, is that just what he wants you to think? Well, uh, was, Roy, Roy Wegley, are you going to mention that? There was Roy Wegley, there was also Jeremy Goss yep. with a probably a Bamford-esque volley from a Rule Fox cross in a mm. 4-0 defeat to Norwich City. Bloody hell. Yeah, it was quite a bad time. But Norwich went on, to, that was the season that they were beating Bayern Munich and playing mm. into Milan and stuff. Jeremy so. Goss scoring a volley in that as well. Yeah. Bloody he, loved him. He had a right hot streak. Um, I can't remember, I don't remember a Letizia one, but those two always stick out. Mm. Right. Borough on my mind and so same people but different name and I think Tobber is one of these the one who's saying Leeds were good I believe that's Tobber maybe it's just two mates and they just take it in turns full time then um, unfortunately posh nil Leeds three um, I thought we definitely deserved a bit more from it if we took our chances but we didn't I'm sure Tobber over is very happy with that 
Um, Leeds are probably one of the best teams we've seen at London Road this season. Uh, controlled it for minute one, I thought. I, I, didn't, I, think they, I didn't think they got out of first gear either. It was a very controlled performance, my opinion. They were probably the best team we've seen at London Road because we've only played League One teams, really. But um, Max, Max, what, Max, what do you think? Um, at the end of the day, look, it's Leeds. They, they were Premier League last season. I said it in, 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 in pretty much posh. You know, they, were, they were Premier League last season. And what a brilliant team they are. And, and again, as, as I agree with Tobber, um, they, they, they look controlled, didn't get out of first gear. Um, that Patrick Bamford goal was absolutely unbelievable. Um, but at the end of the day, look, I personally think that at times we look better than Leeds. And I think that, especially in the first half, there was, there was moments where we looked like we could go and take the game. Which times were there? I don't remember any. We had about 15 minutes before Ampadu scored when we'd kind of, we wasted those early chances, you know, Archie Gray should have, mm. um, instead of passing it straight back to the keeper, should have put that in. And there was, um, didn't Peru have a couple of shots? Bamford, Bamford, kept getting the, Bamford kept getting the ball stuck under his feet in their penalty area and all those could have been stuck away and then they had the 15 minutes, that classic kind of swing of confidence that um, Bamford's precise intervention to set up Ampadu sorted out after that wasn't really a problem they had a little bit at the end of the first half as well but that's always we always as soon as the board goes up for stoppage time all our players kind of go should we give them a chance mm. um, I, I don't know if it's kind of just relax half time's coming yeah and they end up playing Farker roulette where it's oh should we see if we like give him something to shout at us about or maybe <laughs> if they're trying to put him off oh, he'll have done his half time team talk let's see if we can um, make him rewrite it on the hoof And but we got through that alright and then yeah second half Bamford did what he did and it got a bit boring after that, which was the kind of the unusual thing about the FA Cup with us. When they're saying that we didn't get out of first gear, that's probably, we didn't have to after Bamford had oh, done that. Absolutely knacky your engine not getting out of first gear. Maybe not out of second gear. Third, middle lane. I think um, we didn't talk enough about the Bamford goal really on the match ball. I did get home and reflect on it and watch it because I was watching it over and over again on various, because it was just all my Twitter feed was just full of that goal. I just kept watching it. I was like, that is, that is actually... Yeah. One of the best things I've ever seen. But Far- Farker mentioned it in the post-match, didn't he? He's like, there's not much more I can say other than it's just world-class. And it's, it's just it's so good that it, it stands on its own merits. You kind of go, wow. And I think because it comes in a slightly inconsequential moment in a game that we were probably going to win anyway, and it was it almost loses some significance there. Whereas like your Boas, you can go, it was against Liverpool, it was in the Premier League. The only goal of the game. The only goal. It, whereas this is kind of like, well, we're probably going to win anyway. So what you, what you wasted it for, Pat? But, yeah. I mean, it, the technique and everything it is just ridiculous yeah good go- goals like this transcend the circumstances like Yeboah's goal against Liverpool was the first home game of the season so mm. it didn't really matter it had something because it was on Sky and then the ones against Wimbledon a couple of weeks later had the thinkers that came so soon afterwards but in a way when it Wimbledon in August or September isn't really a massive deal fairly standard Dakara still you know that came up in conversation around this and it's the only good thing Dakara did for Leeds and didn't outweigh refusing to play for us, but you still... And biting that fella. The biting was biting good. That fella, yeah. But you will still never forget that goal. And then the one Lorimer scored in the 70s, I think against Manchester City, where he it was pretty much from the same patch of grass as Yeboah scored his volley from, but he set himself up for it mm. by uh, flicking it over a player's head and then whacking it in off the crossbar from 30 yards. I couldn't tell you what the date was of that goal, whether it was just a league game. It wasn't particularly important, but it will always get replayed. So if you're doing a compilation of great Leeds United goals, this one by Bamford will always be in it. And so it kind of 
Um, doesn't matter, you know, what else he's done, what, what else he ever ever does, however he leaves, it will always be that goal and it might come like with all, no disrespect to Peterborough, but it will probably go fa- go by so fast on some of the um, montages. Be like, oh, who was that against? And nobody will remember the, anything about the game, but everyone will always remember the, the chest, the turn, the little getting his feet into place and then not even not even hitting it that hard. I think Thunderbastard is the wrong term for this because it's not a rocket. It's not 90 miles an hour. It's just as hard as it needs to be. It was more technique than power um, somehow. It was a laser-guided missile, Moscow, wasn't it? Somehow, for the um, the way he's done it, it's more about the um, the placement and the technique than it is about absolutely leathering it, which makes me wonder when he says, oh, I just... I didn't know where the keeper was and I didn't know the guy was on the ground so I just hit it. I was like, there's a little bit more. It's got that, that. It's, it's got that very pleasing loop about it that you, mm. can on, you can only get when you hit a volley. Just dips perfectly. And what he's describing there as well, it's, it's pure instinct, isn't it? There's not even really the time to process the thought other than it happens to be at a height that's good to hit and as he said, he didn't even like caught on to the fact the guy was on the floor. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Oh, good, fine, bye. The, the defender falling over is a nice little extra touch, though, because it's like his chest control has confused him that much that he's gone. Oh, I've lost my balance. <laughs> he just has to. He's got no option but to fall over. Anyway, let's get down to the more important matters. Was it a penalty on Nonto? Thankfully, due to the game day channel, we now have a definitive he, answer. He, he was commentating like it, an actual commentator throughout yeah. this. Which, if I was next to him, I think I'd be like, "Come on, mate, come on." <laughs> Oh, that little sign off was it? There you go, Bosch. Here you go, here, was it? Here you go, Posh or Posh? something? Yeah, I can't remember. Was he saying that there is VAR? No, he was saying if there was VAR. Well, if there was VAR, yeah, he wasn't very. If he is going to commentate full time, he mm. probably needs to work a little bit on his elocution. And then, yeah, I'm not sure. Whoa! I mean, it would it's... be well annoying, wouldn't it, having someone just stood there bellowing into a phone to try to overcome the noise of the crowd? Yeah, he did have a very good view of that penalty though, because you can. Um, he was during the second half. There was that Peterborough shot that flashed wide of the post. Yeah. He was stood there, mm-hmm. as we're about to find out. Yeah. And so he had a good view of the non-so one. Well, we're saying about the 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 idea of being a content creator within a ground when you are viewing it. It's like people at concerts, isn't it? Who I'm, and I'm doing old man shouting at cloud now, but everybody watching everything through their phones. Mm-hmm. There are dangers uh, attached to doing that, aren't there, Michael? So this is where the, the video cuts short, and I say that uh, I was actually winded. Yesterday, when an F1 Mexican Clark shot, unfortunately hit the post and flipped it uh, into me. Normally, that'd be okay. I'd just get up and carry on, but you can probably tell by my voice now. I'm you know, under the weather. I've been under the weather for the last few days, as we heard in the, the Norwich video as well. Um, yes, that sort of compounded on me, not feeling very well during the game, and yeah, really not feeling well after being uh, winded from that shot. Very powerful shot, of course, from a professional footballer. Had to get that one in. <laughs> really hard. If you watch it back, you can see it does. It hit. It says it hits the post. It doesn't mean the goal post. There's a post behind the goal, and it just deflects off that and straight into him. <laughs> you don't want that, do you? He's feeling poorly anyway. I had a poorly, t- just, I had a poorly tummy in the ball. And they lost and yeah. all that. It's just going. Oh, go and he What's lives. He in, and he lives in Peterborough. That's game day. Is the game channel. day? Hope he feels better soon. Game day. <laughs> <laughs> Good of your parents to some. <laughs> foresight to name him that when there was probably YouTube wasn't invented when he was mm. born I imagine but 
It's being christened game day. <laughs> have you ever been hit by the ball? Not sure I have. Not a match. No, I've, I've had one sail, I think, sort of close to my head. Because we used to sit, when I was a kid, we used to sit just off centre in, well, I say sit, stand it was. I used to sit on the wall, held in place by a parent just off to the side of the goal. So you occasionally, if you got one of those shots that spin off the outside mm. of a right foot away from goal. The Steve Morrison. Yeah, sailed, sailed close to my head. But that's the closest I've ever come. I don't think I've ever caught one and certainly not deflected one. Too fast, my reactions. Yeah. Oh, you won't catch me getting winded. Just, like a ninja. <laughs> I'd have headed it back. This is probably unnecessary, but should we have a little laugh at um, Darren Ferguson? From 2011 or whenever it was. Yeah. When, uh, when, when Keith Stroud was refereeing. Is that right? Would you believe the referee he was complaining about in this sort of famous clip was none other than the pig man himself. <laughs> There's four minutes of stoppage time given. I think the goal was scored in the 95th minute. That must be extremely frustrating. Well, there's no point in having a time manager done. The referee just plays what he wants. I'm stood by the linesman who said, time's up, and he plays two extra minutes. So. And at 2-2, even down to 10 men, you look like the team that most yeah. likely to score. I thought we were going to win it because we had a couple of free kicks. But he asked me a question about the referee. He's played six minutes in general. So what's the point in having it? And the free kick, the circumstances for that goal? Free kick. David Ball foul. It's not a foul. But like, I mean, it, it, it makes me laugh that I, you're doing your job by asking me the question. And then the FA will probably look at it and think, well, he's, he's not allowed to say that, but what do you want me to say? I mean, what, what can I say to that? The referee was right. Four minutes is four minutes. A minimum of four minutes. A minimum of a minimum of everybody knows that, don't they? He's also completely dismantling all his father's achievements mm. in one interview. Imagine if Man United under his dad had to stick determinately to the referee's stoppage time. You, they would never have got that goal against Sheffield Wednesday in what was it, the twentieth minute? <laughs> I was Steve thinking, Bruce. I was thinking of exactly the same one when they're all dancing on the pitch. The they, would, they wouldn't have won the European Cup. Sure, I, I tell you what. If we can come to some agreement with the Ferguson family, yeah. he can have that. He can have a point from that meaningless game in 2011 when Paul Rahubka was in net for us, by the way. So do the, should the points even count? They were down to 10, but so were we, effectively. And he was at fault for both of their goals, actually, as well. I saw a clip of Keith Stroud from, I think it was the weekend when Chelsea brought on one of their young players and Stroud is kind of holding... Was, his, was the young player towering over him? Uh, yes, and he's, uh, Stroud has, kind of, has got his hand out kind of to say, don't run on... Yeah, but the player is obviously not very experienced at coming on, thinks he wants to shake hands, and so they end up shaking hands really awkwardly, and then Stroud says something to him, which must have been like... That's not a trotter. I wasn't, yeah, that's not what I, I meant to do. Yeah, so that was... Uh, I had an awful feeling you were saying he cupped him by accident or something like that. No, I wouldn't have... Uh, I don't think that... No. <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Should we check in on the rest of the football world then? Let's go Premier League. There weren't any cup upsets as such, were there? Steve Evans upset by the cup. Yeah, there were people upset by it. Steve Evans lost, didn't he? Stevenage lost to... Some non-league chumps, can't remember. Maidstone, that was it. Non-league chumps. The most romantic story in the the cup all this year. They were step fucking 102 five minutes ago, and now here they are romping into the fourth round for the the glory of the Kent. Probably, yeah. (laughs) Or somewhere down there. And you're calling them non-league chumps. When we draw them in the fifth round and they knock us out, Mm. this will be replayed ad nauseum Steve Evans was reasonable about it anyway I did watch him yeah he was fine but uh, Arsenal weren't out yes if you want someone you can rely on to not be reasonable it's them they actually played very well I didn't watch this game but you can see from the stats and from the highlights they had loads of chances actually played really well should probably have won it Um, and then Liverpool went and scored just before the end and then added another but this is the Mr Arsenal podcast when Liverpool take the lead and now it's 1-0 Liverpool and now it's fucking 1-0 Liverpool when the Fuck, did anyone want to fucking listen? We are fucking embarrassing. Told you. Told you it was coming. We are absolute fucking embarrassing. Dominate the game, made one side. We have been absolute mugged off, mate. We have been absolute fucking mugged off here, yeah, right? And this, this is absolute fucking bollocks. And it's been coming. It's been coming for the last five minutes. Because do you know what? No one wanted to take any responsibility. Absolute zero fucking responsibility out there. It's an own goal to wrap it up even more. It's a fucking own goal. Did it to yourselves, didn't you? Edited it into your own net. They did. But that's just one guy. Yeah. Curtis Shaw TV. This is going 2-0 and he's keeping it in perspective. Finds Diaz. It, they scores. It's over. What a finish. Top corner. 2-0. The most embarrassing defeat you will ever see in your entire life as an Arsenal fan. It's over. Whatever the process is, it's done and dusted. This is embarrassing. This guy's been through his dad being kidnapped, still coming back and bagging against us. You're a joke of a football club at this point. Get rid of the Cronkays. Get rid of this manager. Sell these players. Hit the reset button and start again. Just fold the club. The club. Sounds easier. The thing is, he doesn't even mean it. You can tell he's just saying things to. I enjoy his justification that he can't. He can't be scoring. His dad got kidnapped. <laughs> <sighs> should, should he be? Does he have to retire? Something of a non sequitur. Yeah. Because <laughs> if he can't ever do anything after that, yeah. just just call it a day. He's just got to go home and watch over his dad. Yeah, just check he's all right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's preferably close. with a big gun. 
Is his dad all right now? I just thought I've not been following this story. Well, yeah, I think he clearly. Yeah, down. although they did they, they fl- uh, flew him in, didn't they, to spend Christmas in Liverpool? So it didn't necessarily turn out all that oh, well. It's a shame for yeah. him. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the timeline, and I don't want to get anybody into trouble. I'm sure Mickey Thomas won't mind. But at what point was Mickey Thomas in trouble for um, for the thing that he did? <laughs> the, fake, the fake notes. Yeah, laundered money. Uh, arrested in 1993. Um, he'd been attacked in August 1992 when he, he got uh, 15 stab wounds to his left buttock. This is, by the way, Mickey Thomas uh, did play for us towards the back end of the 80s, didn't he? Yeah, I think, he had, he, well, it's right here. He had three games, we signed, and then um, we got hold of Vinnie Jones, who were like, he's probably better. Um, but yeah, so that was around the time we scored the free kick that knocked Arsenal out. He was at Wrexham at the time. So yeah, it just made me think. When he was like, this is the most embarrassing cup defeat that has ever happened to Arsenal in anybody's lifetime Wrexham was a much bigger deal at that point and if we're down to players can't play because their dads have been kidnapped well you've been stabbed 15 times in the arse and then you've been done for fraud what's the word for fraud when you're doing money <laughs> Counterfeit. uh, counterfeiting yeah um, <laughs> fraud when you do it money yeah, yeah. Uh, LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball for advice. Then uh, imagine how um, that young man would have reacted at that time. Mm. Sell Steve Bald. Arsenal fan TV have weirdly become like the the cool heads in the Arsenal fan base now. When you watch them, they're keeping it roughly on an even keel. They're like unhappy, obviously, because they're losing games now and they thought they might win some stuff. But people like Lee Gunner, this is 2-0 for him. And he's another one who's not He's not all together on board with the project anymore. I said this game ends 2-0. 2-0. How do we I know this? How do I know the game's ending 2-0, bro? Because I've seen the same fucking script for 15 years, bro. How do I know? Look How at that. Look at get him. Get them all out, man. Bin the lot. Rip it all out. Kick them all out. Fuck them. Feels disproportionate. It does a bit. And also, in the last 15 years, I haven't asked the one the FA Cup like five times or something. Did you see, did you see, the, did you see the little entitled chump who did whose clip did the rounds outside? He was saying, I want a champions. It's just a little oh, kid, I've just saying little, him, yeah. same little kid things. I mean, we could have put him on here and really rinsed him. But let's you know let's do it without the clip instead. When he was saying, Yeah, I want a Champions League. I've seen us win the FA Cup. I want now I want I want a Champions League. It's like, all right, mate. Feel bad bullying a child, but yeah. Just you don't you don't deserve anything. Feel you bad bullying a child. Remember what you said when we first kicked off match ball with, yeah, with the post derby right. kind of you you Called a child a bitch. All right, he's a miserable little prick. Right, good. Be glad he's seen an FA Cup win. More than I've seen. Yeah. Where do we go next then, please, Michael? Do you want to stay in the UK or do you want to go? Uh, do you want to go abroad? Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's not nice there, as it turns out. Right. John Anderson. Who could have? Who could have foreseen? It's hot. Things are not necessarily great for women, and nobody watches the league. No, there's no way he could have known. No one could have known. You've got either. to go out there and see and find out, I suppose. Yes. Um, but yeah, it turned out it's not it's not great. Yeah. Should we stick in um, well in Yorkshire or not, depending on the Middlesbrough the Middlesbrough conundrum that well, we've, not, we've had ends. in recent weeks. Well, Tyneside Life were interviewing Sunderland fans ahead of the derby that they had with Newcastle, right? And this is what Sunderland make of Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to put this on state. Borough is not a derby. You're not a derby. You're yeah. t- t- town in Yorkshire. You'll never be a derby. If I lose, when we lost against you 4 0 this season, I wasn't bothered. Mm-hmm. But if I lose against you, I'm in a mood for a week. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? At the end of the day, I do not want to lose against you. On that 90 minutes, no offense to yourself, I, I detise you. I mm-hmm. detise everything about Newcastle. Detise. You, you detise that as well. 
not normal, is it? Detizing. De- despise, detest. De- detizing. Uh-huh. Mm. Was... Yeah, they're, they're stuck in middles, aren't they? No one wants them. Yeah, they might sort of uh, accede to uh, the Netherlands. I was quite surprised when the guy said it would only upset him for a week, given that the reaction to the game at the weekend seems to be just lots of um, people sitting in country pubs on their own, offering each other out over Twitter. <laughs> Like taking it very seriously for a great long distance. All these people who are absolutely not going to meet up with each other because they've got to drive for about 30 miles. Um, but that seems to be the way um, it all went down. So also on Tyneside Life, ahead of the derby, the guy was in Sunderland asking people if they knew where the term Mackham comes from. Yeah. Did you know? I did. I can never remember. I've heard it. It's about, well, I lived up there and I worked up there, so mm. I kind of, you know. You well, a lot of people in Sunderland didn't know when because he, he was going around the town centre asking people. Yeah, because it's like... Mack them as in make them. Yeah. Yeah. They mack them. We mack them and they attack them. Yeah. Because of the ships and that. What well, we we make them, they take them. Yeah. I thought it was, I, there's a, I don't know if it was just an urban, an urban myth, but it was like, mack them do this, mack them do that, as in make them do this, make them, oh. like ordering them round. Oh, okay. Like they were somehow subservient to Newcastle, I don't know. But anyway. What, whatever, anyway. This guy's in Sunderland Town Centre. And in that way that, in fairness, most Northern Town Centres, if you go there during the day, there's some characters yeah. hanging around and he's mainly approaching people, asking him questions. This guy finds him and he's, I think we'll describe him as a local character and yep. he, comes, he comes over and speaks to him. Yes! What's this all about? Hello, mate. How are you doing? I like your singing voice. I'm doing fine, my man. Hey. What were you singing? Uh, it was uh, Rocky IV. It was a liquid Rocky IV uh, uh-huh. called Burning Heart because yeah. it's east against the west yeah. and the man against man. So you're having a couple of sherbet, eh? Having a oh, good time? Just a, just a couple, Where just you a couple. So are you, can I ask, are you from Sunderland? I'm originally from Sunderland, yes, but I don't live here. I'm just, I've came through the day, because I've got my own YouTube channel, by the way. If you want to something me, it's called RA9 Gamer. RA9 Gamer, I tend to go out and record the police and record government wrongdoings. But today we're just vlogging and we're just having a couple of drinks with me friend who's in the shop just buying these toys. As, as long as he's having a nice time. I checked in on his channel. It's what you'd expect. What was he buying? A friend? A, a shirt, I think, or something. Oh, but it's these tops. These tops, that was right. it, yeah. He, was, um, he sat on a bench with six cans of Carlsberg. Just a, it's not a bad life, is it? Damn a few tins. His YouTube channel, yeah, he does He does film. When he says he's filming government wrongdoing, if you were expecting some investigative journalism... I don't feel like... He seems more like he's going out pestering people. Right. And like just generally getting in the police's face a bit until they go... Mate, can you fuck off? And then he goes, oh, you can't say that. And it just goes on and on. And there's also some clips of him with his dog, which are quite nice. It's called like German Shepherd Best Day Ever. It's one of the one of the videos. <laughs> it's, just quite, it's quite a contrast to the government conspiracy stuff. <laughs> it seems like it's increasingly difficult for anybody out on the streets doing Vox Pops for the YouTube channel to find anybody else who is not doing Vox Pops there. <laughs> YouTube channel. Just... Eventually, everybody will just be. It'll be the way of Vox Pops with each other. It could they? be what revives uh, Northern Town Centres. Everyone's like, "How do we get people in? Do we do we open up restaurants? Do we pedestrianise nah. it? Do we do YouTube, this? No. YouTube channels? Yeah, it's going to be. Um, yeah, some maybe a place where you can just rent some video equipment, some better microphones, <laughs> borrow those, and uh, yeah, make it YouTube friendly. Well, he's very keen to be on YouTube because he's he's hanging around. You can't see him on this. Video clip, but the, the, the guy I've got, from I've got a feeling how this is going to. You just going to hear him distantly. The, the guy from Tyneside Life is out. He's off trying to interview some more people about names up there and how people in Sunderland used to be called Geordies before the ships, and because it was mining and it was Geordie Lamp, all this sort of stuff. The Geordie Lamp, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the guy is 
following him <laughs> by this point. Maybe he thinks he's from the government. Like a, like a moth to a flame. But you can hear him trying to speak to someone else and this guy just will not fuck off. Maynard's in this whole area, even Sunderland, might Geordies. have been referred to as Geordies. Geordies. Have you heard Geordies that? Geordies. Geordies. Yes, I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the young man, though, born in like the, the late 80s, May it's all just be new monkey. Do you know? Boom, boom, boom. Do you know uh, when you? Knee miners, knee coal mines, and like as it was knee jobs for us when I was growing up. Do you know? Oh, yeah. Do you know I when you finding myself? Bro. Do you know when you call people Mara? Do you know where that comes from? Uh, see him. No, go on, educators. The miners. In the very early days, right, you used to go down the pit and like in gangs. Yeah, I told and, you miners. And some okay. wouldn't work, and some would graft, and mm. the, the all got equal pay. Just, just won't go away. I'm, I'm just sitting now imagining a sort of a, a more new breed American Leeds fan sat here listening to this going, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I like his quiz tactic though. Just like he says, well, do you know where that comes from? Is it the miners? Because like, in some way, probably... Ships are miners. It's going to relate to that. It's like, yeah, it's a 50-50 chance. Miners? Yes. Sort of. Right. Now, let's restore some sanity, Michael. Let's stay in Sunderland. Yep. We'll not reveal the, the name of this channel until we're halfway through this clip. Right. Just because it might give you a clue. But this is a match day vlog with a bit of a difference. Yes, this should be a lively one. It's Derby Day, Sunderland versus Newcastle in the third round of the FA Cup. All pretty standard. Yep. So far. Yep. Probably going to go into the game, get some footage. Preview. Home fans, away yeah, fans, yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Nope. No? Not with it, not for this guy. I'm not going to the match. But I'm out now, trying to get some footage, soaking up the atmosphere before the big kickoff. When the game kicks off, I'm going to go down into my camping spot, which is at the back of the car park, right next to the stadium of light. I'll get all my gear set up, and then after the game, I'll come back out. Hopefully Sunderland's won, but if they haven't, I'll still be out and about. Is it a camping show? It's the Blot Outdoors show. And he's camping next to the Stadium of Light. He's gone to camp in the bottom of the car park at the Stadium of Light. Now, I would urge any, some trees. anybody to have a look on like Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever on the satellite view of where the Stadium of it's Light pretty is. pretty bleak. Yeah, it's, it's not... Yeah, but it's, it's a bit like if you went to camp at Ellen Road, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could probably have a look at his channel and see it there. Get the, see exactly what he's doing. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it is a thing, is this. Wild camping. Stealth camping. Stealth camping, that's it. I was going to say, because this ain't wild, is it? I mean, no. I know Sunderland is a bit wild. He does do some stuff where he goes actually into the outdoors, but it's. I did watch something similar once where a bloke was sleeping in the middle of a roundabout by some shopping centre. And right. part of the thrill is like that you're getting away with it and the police don't see you. Right. Because you have shit. Because you'll get moved on. Well, yeah, because you're just in a. He's in some trees at the bottom of a car park. Right. Outside yeah, the stadium. Although, one thing to note, he's getting more views than we do. Right. So, got respect for the hustle. Secondly, um, which is possibly translated into that what I'm looking at is him in full camping gear outside um, the stadium light in Sunderland in the dark. It's obviously nighttime and he's drinking from a bottle of whiskey, which is. Um, <laughs> Returning to a theme. And yet, I think probably as a consequence of him getting 34,000 views on these videos, it's a bottle of Knob Creek. So, it's like really expensive. Um, bourbon was, that he's uh, chugging away on. It was a gift, was that? Oh, really? Someone had sent it to him. He, he was had, it you who gave him it? It had oh. the name. Oh, you're, you're not buying Knob it Creek. Was th it was thanking the... I, I don't like the drink anyway. It was, it was thanking the people who'd sent it because he'd written it on the bottle. Or oh. they had, probably. But he had. Uh, he did a little taste test in there. Yeah, was, you, got to, you got to listen to him chomping his way through a full pack of Aldi, like little chicken satay satay sticks, you know, the or maybe the barbecue chicken ones. You know, they come, do, come yeah, the little yeah. skewers. Little skewer, yeah. But you... Oh, Oh, which part of the chicken jerk that is? 
they're mechanically extracted bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would <laughs> imagine that they're all reformed. Pasted together. Uh, I mean, I will say, by the way, there are, there are trees that, um, like, back onto the River Weir by the stadium alike. Mm. But anyway. He's in his little tent now as he still gets camping light on. As he's obviously doing a taste test between he a is. bottle of Peroni and a bottle of Rossini. So he's just got um, the Peroni in his right hand, the Rossini in his left, and he's just going like glug, glug, one to the other after the, after the, the other. It's greater. You can't tell the difference between them. It was his conclusion. Well, and yeah, he's given it. I mean, this goes on for ages. As he's just, um, yeah, it's a long clip. Chugging these down. Um, just because you don't like Knob Creek, it doesn't mean that other people on this podcast will not accept bottles of bourbon if they're sent to the office. Okay, fine. Just uh, saying that. Look, yeah, I mean, there's just a... He's got a couple um, of bottles of wine there. He's got like little the little um, single serving. He's got some wine. herbed baby potatoes. He's got a... He's got a steak. Yeah, he's got a raw sirloin steak still in its wrapper. There's some... Like, mate... Oh, it's parmesan. I'm not uh, being funny, right? I'm just having a look at this on the map. There's a fucking te- Tesco Extra. Yeah, it's where he's been. All G- this is Tesco stuff. Yeah, it's mainly, it's, a lot of it's Aldi, actually. Under, yeah, but there's, there's an Aldi just north of the stadium. Mm. It's close. There's a Tesco Extra within about 200 yards of the stadium. And he's wild camping. <laughs> well, mate, it's not, it's not the frontier, is it? Yeah, but I mean... It's not the frontier. Gold, it's not Gold Rush land. If you start slaughtering your own pigs by the side of the stadium of light, then, you know, first of all, Keith Stroud joke. Secondly... Um, you're probably going to get into trouble with people, so you're better off just going to a shop. Let's do a clip anyway. Let's see what it sounds like, this this experience. Well, folks, there you go. All quiet now. After our 3-0 defeat. But we're not going to let that dampen our spirits here, guys, on the Blot Outdoor Show. I've been getting the old 10 dingo up, man dingoes. And just as I was putting my tent up, it started lashing down. Get this torch turned up a bit. Oh yes. There we go, guys. Me seat soaking. Well, however, let's pop in. Oh yes. Let's get in the old tent of Rooney Mandingos. Oh. <laughs> yes, we're not gonna let Losing the football game, damping the spirits, in a bit rain, damping the spirits on the Blot Outdoor Show, guys. Why do people do this on YouTube? Say, guys, but uh, like, address your right, guys. Mandingos. He says that as well. I don't quite understand the Mandingos. The, Hilt- the Hilton but... Garden Inn, by the way, is right next to the stadium. Like, I hope he stayed there really. I hope he filmed this and he went and stayed in the See, Hilton Garden. I'm sort of jealous of him here because he is sleeping in a bit of gra- on a bit of grass verge. You want to sleep rough in Sunderland in a bed. tent. But listen how happy he is. Yeah. When I'm looking at stuff on Airbnb, I'm such a picky fucker. I'm like, oh, it's a it's a 1.2 mile walk to a shop. Mate, I'm not going to stay there. I, I dream daily of living in a cabin in the woods. So You don't dream of living in a tent in the, by the stadium of light, though, do you? Well, you're just advocating for it. You're jealous of him. Well, I'm jealous that he's happy with it. Because right. it seems like he's having Are the best... Are you saying you're miserable? He's like, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's having the holiday of his life, is what I'm saying. He's got some raw steak and he's, he's sleeping in a, in a car park well, and he's like, oh, oh nothing's going to spoil this for me. You've got to admire his capacity for living because if he's saying that that bottle of Knob Creek was given to him like before the game at the start of his recording as a gift, for I've just watched him pouring the last drops of it into a tumbler as he... Um, finishes off the last of this bottle of whiskey that he has drunk. And it's a big bottle as well. It's no, This is no small measures. And then he cooks his steak and he's eating it with his bare hands from the pan. He's cooked <laughs> that with the potatoes and um, his parma ham and everything else. 
and then he looks very content <laughs> as he uh, as he shuts down tonight. I can't. Uh, I don't know how clearly he's speaking, but I mean that's just a vision of absolute. It's basically it's the um, the big smiley emoji where the uh, the eyes are turned and um, it's just uh, like blushing, grinning, drunken. Um, yeah, he seems to be having a great time. I don't know if I'm necessarily jealous, but I'm happy for him. Yeah, I must admit, I sort of watched it and I was like, well, fair enough. Something for everyone, isn't there? And if you can have it for free, then I just think I'd get bored. Like, he's talking, there's no one else there with him. Yeah. I think I'd struggle to think I was having a great night just talking to a camera. I don't know. You could. You don't have to talk to the camera all night. You could just, like, read a book or watch a film or something like that on an iPad or a phone. Would you probably be just watching a film on your phone, though, thinking, I've got a telly out. <laughs> what are doing here? It depends on it uh, whether you want to sort of properly rough it in, uh, in mm. northeast Sunderland or whether you want to, you know, be at home on your fat pig of a couch. He does go to nice places as well. Yeah, he does countryside stuff too. Yeah. So anyway, there is, well. there, yeah, but there is a whole. If you look at the stealth camping, there is a whole thing. I can understand the stealth camping sometimes when people do it in cars and stuff. I've watched it before when people have got a van that's a secret camper or whatever because then they park it. In like a nice coastal spot or yeah. something because they don't want to pay for hotels in Cornwall or whatever. I can sort of see the point of that because, you know, but he's from Sunderland. He could, he presumably has a house as well. Imagine if it was just over the road. He's just like, he's just he's like me going to Ponty Park and <laughs> deciding to sleep outside for no yes. reason. Did you never camp in your own garden? Fact, when, like, you were, when you were a kid, did you ever camp in your It's not even like your... going to Ponty Park. It's like going to camp in the Morrisons. Have you ever, have you ever camped in your own garden though, when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean, that's when you were a kid. Yeah. I suppose I like, it's just he's just maintaining that spirit. Yeah, I like this uh, the title on this one: "Dodgy Wasteland Stealth Camp in Rough Neighborhood." <laughs> is he in the same space, <laughs> same place? Like he's just outside the stadium. I like. He's uh, there. Seems to be a I don't know where exactly where it is. There is a mural of what seems to be a Sunderland player on the wall. But um, yeah, it's good stuff. As long as he's having a nice time and it's not hurting anybody, then fine. Exactly. Right. Um, what else have we got, Michael? Should we finish with a bit of Jesse? Yeah, yeah. Is it another uh, super he, rare? He, well, he know he, we know you never hear from him. No. You never hear from him. He doesn't talk about leads or anything, really. He just doesn't like sharing his opinions too much. But he did an interview with someone called Michael Anthony on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's him, once again, just explaining to us how he would have kept us up. I was sacked at 17th, but if you went by match day 20, we would have actually been in 13th place. If all the t- We were one game less played than the rest. Do you think you would have kept them up if you stayed? Yeah, I think we would have. Because you knew the squad and the new yeah, guy coming in. I, I believe that we were... And actually, the trajectory of the team after the World Cup was, by all metrics, in an extremely positive direction. And, and internally, we knew that. Internally, we, it's funny. I had The day I got sacked, I had a leadership council meeting with the, with the leaders in the team. And we were discussing a few different topics. And Luke Ayling said to me, Jesse, we just need to stay calm. Like when you came in last year, we have plenty of time. We're in a good direction. We've got this. And I said, I said to him literally that day, I agree with you, but I think we have time, but I don't know that I have time. And then that afternoon I was sacked. Yeah, we were shit, weren't we? There's lots of things there, isn't there? I mean, straight away, it's like if if we pick a different... Match day, and then we win and the then, game in hand, and then imagine that we had a different number of points. <laughs> <laughs> then think, then that would have been great. We should have tried that. I don't know why we didn't get to how many games are there in the Premier League thirty eight after we'd lost to Spurs to say like, okay, dear dear Premier League, please can we pretend that we beat Tottenham today and that Everton lost, and so then we can stay in the Premier League, please. Thank you very much. 
And yeah, and also, like the whole thing, it's funny with uh, Luke Ayling telling him that we just need to stay calm, which is, um, I feel like we spent... Do you think he was pleading with him? We probably spent the year of Jesse Marsh in charge watching him vibrate, going, we just need, everybody just needs to stay calm and be less stressed. And he never quite got over it to the point where it's Luke Ayling trying to calm him down. And it's it's very probably uh, illuminating to hear that his response is like, well, I think I'm going to get sacked anyway. Like... <laughs> You guys might be all right. I'm not all right. And it just gives you a real illustration of how nothing, none of that ever worked and was ever going to work. But Moscow, by all metrics, <laughs> by all, yeah, all right, granted points, goal yeah. points, goal scored, goals conceded, those metrics. All right, if you're going to look at those ones. Oh, looking at the table, are if we we're again? Gonna, if we're going to look at those ones, fine. You can say that the results since the World Cup have been a 3-1 defeat, a 0-0, a 2-2, a 2-1 defeat, a 0-0, a 1-0 defeat. Fine. If you're looking at if you look at those metrics, mm-hmm. yes, things aren't going well. But if you look at my metrics, things are going well. Do you think Luke Ayling already knew that he was getting sacked? So in another wanted, leadership group meeting, and he just wanted him to fuck off at this point. He comes in to talk to me. He goes, <laughs> "Yeah, I just won't worry about it, Jesse. I think it's all going to be fine soon. Relax. You, you see." And 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 the other side is he's not going to go in there and say anything but positivity is if he's in the leadership council. Like, yeah, Jesse, do you know what? We've well, been yeah, we're, we're yeah. packed in. <laughs> we're talking to the lads. We think we're done. <laughs> Knock it on the head, Jesse. I think what is a little bit new from this interview, though, he does talk a bit about the process of the sacking and right. how it how it kind of unfolded on the day. Well, Victor Orta and Angus Kinnear, no, we're, we're loitering uh, on the outside of my office. And I could tell by their body language and the fact that they weren't just normally they'd walk right in and say hello. I could I could tell. So I said, Hey guys. And then they they walk as where they were walked in and I said, So it's done. And they and they said, Yeah. Right. And so yeah, of course, at that moment then Did you say why? No. I knew I knew why. I knew why. And I'm not gonna tell you why, but I knew why. <laughs> So results or yeah, I mean, there were certain people involved that, that had been against me for a while, you know? And so, um, but we were aligned for, I mean, most, most, for most of the time, I think the way that we worked together was outstanding. That's, uh, Rajazani, do we think? Obviously. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could interpret it two ways. So it's like there were, and the question there was results. Like there were certain people who were not aligned with me all the way, the players. <laughs> because Certain they people. were losing all the games. Like, I don't think that helped. Certain people kept bringing in a copy of the league table and saying, <laughs> look at this. And I was like, well, I've got some other metrics. So yeah. what are you going to say about those? The data's trending otherwise. I knew. I, it's good that we went, and I knew why. Obviously thinking someone at Rajasani turned, but the guy's like, Results? Is it not just that we were losing loads of games? That, that, that no, it's there? not that. It's because you know, there the... were dark forces at work, weren't they? Radridzani wanted me out earlier, but I mean, we know all this that Radridzani, same as he did with Bielsa, wanted him gone earlier, and then Victor Orta told him, like, no, we stick with this, and Angus Kinnear seemed to be in the middle, going, God, I hope nobody blames me for this. And then it just carries on until it gets to this point. Oh, yeah, so Radridzani's finally getting his way. Yeah, because you didn't win any more games. Like, the, the way to have overcome any manoeuvring in the background from the owner of the club is if he's lost confidence in you, just win loads of games, they've got no arguments. And then if the key metric, instead of the imaginary ones, say, we're winning the league now, probably would still be there. I know there was a World Cup and all that, but we didn't win a game for three and a half months. (laughs) 
But it felt longer. Yeah. Between... We won a cup, though. That's true. We did. That's true. Yeah. So, and... yeah, between between the Bournemouth game on Bonfire Night, 5th of November, we didn't win a game until the 25th of February against uh, against Southampton. And I'm aware it wasn't three and a half months, but it felt like that again before the end of the season, didn't it? Mm. Just long, long periods of misery. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why he got sacked, wasn't it? It was because of snakes. Mm-hmm. That's why he got sacked. <laughs> snakes with a lack of belief. I know the reasons. Like anybody who truly knows me knows the reasons. I'm not going to put them on here. Facebook. I'm not going to say it on Facebook. I was going to say it's full. It's full Facebook. Facebook mum territory, isn't it? Let's sign off then with just a, a final check in on how Carl and Palmer and Paddy Kenny are getting on. Because they started that podcast and they're straight talking, which sounds like mm-hmm. a sort of an emphatic, you know, opinionated show. Maybe ready to shake up the podcasting world. Yeah, it was Carlton and Paddy. Yeah, uh, then it was just Carlton, and then for a month they haven't been either of them. <laughs> just, just not bothering. Just, just not bothering. Too much like Carlton. Rory's still going there. Is he? That's nice yeah. for him. Right. He's like his videos called Timo Werner is a traitor because he might be going to Spurs on loan. Yeah, whatever. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 